The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road Although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin and Phil Golfie. Yes, good morning. We're back with another jam-packed episode of all the hottest real estate talk in the Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara, Golden Horseshoe area, really. Uh, we have a host of great topics to get to today, but before we get to those... If you're looking for the hottest listings in town, robgolfie.com is the website. That's robgolfi.com. Get to learn more about the Golfie team on that website. Great bios, pictures, videos, lots on social media as well. Check them out at Rob Golfie on Twitter, Instagram. Follow them on Facebook as well. Uh, call them up anytime if you're buying or selling a home. 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. If you like podcasts, download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast. It's a great one if I don't say so myself. You can get it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you have a question or a topic idea for the Golfie team, the email address to send your questions or topics is questions at robgolfie.com. Again, questions at robgolfie.com. Lots to talk about today, including what things or issues will lower a home's value. And we'll also talk about uh, what impact does living on a busy street have on the value of a house? But first off, we're going to get to some stats from Mr. Rob Golfie. What's going on? So I brought in uh, some stats that's happening. So we're going through record numbers. So if you guys are thinking about selling out there, uh, you definitely got to call us. <laughs> but anyway, um, right now, just in the, uh, I'm going to start off with the, the Hamilton and surrounding areas. Uh, that's not including Burlington. There were, uh, I'm, I'm going to go based as of the 20th of August, the numbers from the 1st to the 20th. Now, 601 homes have sold in, uh, in the Hamilton. That's including Stony Creek and uh, Glanbrook, uh, Glanbrook and uh, uh, Waterdown. So 601 homes sold in 20 days. Uh, 720 listings went live. So basically, um, in Hamilton, there's about 100, 119 listings that uh, are still floating around. So that's actually not too bad, but there's other areas that I got to tell you about. So anyway, just to give you an idea. So 2020, August from the 1st to the 20th, 601 homes sold this year. Last year, the same time frame was 455 homes. So it's, it's, up, it's up quite a bit. It's crazy how this market is. So now, uh, Rick, in, uh, in Burlington, these are pretty crazy. 224 homes sold in the first 20 days of August, 224, 256 homes were listed. So there's a, there's a few listings out there that, uh, uh, that are lingering that haven't sold yet. Last year, 177 homes, uh, in the first 20 days of, uh, August of last year. So, so sales are up, listings are down. So right now you can actually sell an overpriced listing, but 
if if you're not selling in this market, you're definitely way overpriced. Like if you're not if you're if your house is not selling in this market, you're basically way overpriced because a lot of stuff right now. This is where the this is where the houses that the you know the 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 bottom feeders the you know the you know the litter that the you know the one little dog that's at the left last to get picked out. Well, these are the ones that are getting sold right now also. So if you're looking at uh, selling, get it done now because uh, we're not sure what's going to go on next year. So in Niagara, in Niagara, uh, this is all in Niagara, uh, 770 homes sold this, uh, the first 20 days of uh, August. Last year, 468 homes. Huge increase. Huge. Now, and that's because of all the GTA buyers that are coming out towards Niagara right now because it's affordable. Now, now, 770 homes sold in not in the first 20 days of August. Only 713 homes were listed. <laughs> wow! I, if you live in Niagara uh, and you want to sell, sell now. This is the time. So, isn't that crazy numbers? That's crazy. unbelievable. The uh, just going back to the Hamilton stats. So, from August 1st to the 20th. 601 homes sold in that time frame this year. There were 720 listings. Those 119 that are still kind of out there, is that a normal yeah. number in a 20-day period? Is, is that a high number, a low number? Well, well, the, the, I didn't d- double-check the listings. I just kind of went through this thing. But, but the amount of sales that are happening, it's just they're going through the roof. Um, like 601 homes in 20 days versus 455 last year. And, 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 and the average sale price uh, in the fir- first 20 days, 657000 last year was 542 Wow. Like, like Rick, like, like I, d- I don't know if anybody got a raise of a 30% raise in the last year uh, to afford these homes uh, with their job. But, um, but yeah, no. So there's, a, there's an abundance of homes that are going up for sale more than, than, than there is uh, sold. Which is which is good because it balances out the market, but it is a seller's market right now. Now, if you have a house on the market right now and you're more than thirty days on the market and you haven't sold, chances are you're overpriced. You got to do you. You better sit down with your realtor and uh, get a price adjustment done on that right away. Because is this market going to last long? It nothing nothing good lasts long. So uh, definitely uh, definitely you know. Uh, figure out what the market's going and see why your house is not selling. There's uh, definitely uh, every house should be sold in this market. So to summarize, 146 more homes sold in the first 20 days of August this year compared to last year in Hamilton, 47 yeah. more in Burlington, and 302 more in Niagara. Uh, All in Niagara. That is Unbelievable. insane. An insane increase. It is. It is. It's just, uh, I, I can't believe it. I mean, uh, and, and houses are selling so fast, uh, Rick, it's just, uh, it's hard to keep up. Like inventory, the biggest, the biggest problem that realtors are having out there is inventory. They don't have enough houses uh, for sale. And the biggest problem right now is the first-time buyer. And the, and the same thing, remember, remember discussing this in 2017, where all of a sudden first-time buyers, they just said, forget it, we're not interested anymore because they're in competition all the time. It's going to happen. It's already starting to happen. So buyers are out there, you know, they're going in, they're competing and they're losing out, you know, cause there's people coming in 50 to 80,000, a hundred thousand over asking. And, uh, and then the, uh, and that first time buyer can't compete with that person that's, that's going in high on the number. So they're going to do two, three, four, five times. We're finding, we're finding now first time buyers, they, they put five, six, seven offers on seven different houses in competition and everyone, and they're losing out. 
And so what's going to happen is we're going to lose that buyer and he's going to just going to put it on the shelf for a while and say, you know, maybe I'll come back next year or whatever. So, so all those buyers uh, that are frustrated right now, just hang in there, just hang in there. Uh, you just got to get somebody that, you know, knows the market well, be, uh, aggressive, knows how to deal against competition and, uh, and how to deal with that and without uh, blowing your, uh, you know, budget and blowing your uh, uh, wallet on uh, overpaying on something that uh, you may regret the next morning uh, buying. So because the golfy team's uh, system, award-winning system of selling homes and marketing homes, um, when you look at what's happening in, in Niagara, do you market that a little bit differently than what you would normally do here in Hamilton and Burlington, given the nature of what's happening right now? You know what? We, we market to the GTA buyers and, and GTA agents. We want them. We are welcoming them in to the Niagara market. But the different, the problem is when we have these people coming from uh, the GTA, uh, when they come to Niagara, they look at a house for 450000 uh, 500000 And to them, that's, that's cheap. You know, it's, 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 you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, it's like you going to uh, a, a store that, uh, that sells, uh, expensive, you know, clothes. And then, and then you go to the outlet mall and you're going, wow, this is great. I'll pay, I'll pay for this. And it's the same thing. They're, they're just, it's cheaper for them. And they're cause, because they're, they're working in Toronto, but now they're moving towards Niagara or Hamilton. It, it look, they're so used to high prices that when they come this way, they feel like it's, it's a cakewalk. It's like, you know, taking candy from a, from a baby, you know what I mean? So it's just cheaper because their mindset has always been at a higher price in the, in the, in the GTA, when they come to uh, Hamilton, Niagara, it's, it's a lower price point, And to them, it's, it's easy peasy. Is the popularity of Niagara uh, across the board? Is it just Niagara Falls? Is it just Grimsby? Is it Beamville, Beamsville, uh, St. Catharines, or is it pretty much across the region? Na- Niagara Falls has been, a, 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 always been booming. Uh, Welland is starting to pick up some, some real steam right now, surprisingly, because Welland wasn't, you know, it was always a little bit of a struggle to sell, but we're selling houses faster in Welland right now. A lot of people are coming towards Welland. And uh, so, so it's changing, it's changing. The dynamics of the Niagara, Niagara Peninsula is totally changed. More people are coming out towards uh, Welland, especially retirees are moving out towards Welland because the, because the price point there is really good. But now because of the, because of those people coming from the GTA going to Welland and mostly retirees, they're driving the prices up in Welling. So again, it's just an influx of people coming this way. Uh, there's a whole shift going on in the golden horseshoe of people moving around and, and it's, and that's what's uh, driving the prices up. I want you to look into your crystal ball and, and there may soon be a time that Niagara uh, might be uh, too expensive for some people. Does that mean that Brantford or Brant County or maybe even places like Guelph uh, become more attractive because of the price point? You know what, I, uh, Rick, I'm telling you, Brantford, Brant County, Guelph, they're all going up in price also because GTA, it's like, it's like somebody dropped a bomb in the GTA and the ripple effect has just gone all the way around and it's going to Guelph, it's going to Barrie, it's going to Waterloo, it's going all surrounding everywhere. 
So it's 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 ha- it's not just happening here, but it's it's also happening in all those other uh, areas of uh, all around uh, the GTA, the you know, outskirts. Interesting stuff. So to recap, six hundred one sales from August first to twentieth in Hamilton this year, uh, well above last year's number of four hundred fifty five. Burlington two hundred twenty four sales compared to one seventy seven during the same time last year, and in Niagara, what a spike! Seven hundred seventy sales from August first to the twentieth this year compared to. 468 last year. Still to come on the show, what things or issues will lower a home's value? And we'll also talk about how a home evaluation or an appraisal works. And don't forget, we're going to have one last call for the Golfy Team's 2020 Bark Madness Contest. What's that? Well, we'll tell you about it a little later on in the program. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio and at their broadcast location at One Markland, Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. If you're on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, check them out at Rob Golfie and subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Have a question for the Golfie team? Send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, the uh, home evaluation process, the appraisal process, how does that work? We'll dive into that in a matter of minutes. But before we get to that, a lot of other topics we want to get to, including this one. I was was thinking about this issue the other day because there's a home in uh, my area that is for sale, and it's on a pretty busy street. So I thought, you know, we've always talked about location, location, location. It's, It's vitally important. But what impact does living on a busy street have on the value of a home? Does it devalue it at all? Uh, no. Uh, I mean, you lose a certain uh, percentage of the buyer pool that are looking. So, for instance, um, I, 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 we sold one uh, um, that, that, that I recall uh, was on uh, Mohawk Road, right? Beautiful house, nice bu- raised bungalow with an in-law suite downstairs. Gorgeous. Now, you are going to eliminate a percentage of the buyer pool because if they have kids or they don't want to be backing out of a driveway that is on a busy street, it just depends. But a lot of people don't mind it. I mean, they do sell. Now, that same house, obviously, on a side street would probably fetch probably a, a, you know, a little bit more money. I'm not going to say a lot more money, but it would probably fetch a little bit more, more money being on a more residential street where there's not as many cars driving by uh, as quickly uh, as Mohawk Road. So uh, it, it just depends on what you have in the house. Um, like, I mean, I sold, I, sold, I sold on Mohawk Road close to $700,000 on an you know, older bungalow, a uh, raised ranch, sorry. And, uh, and they, they did well because they took care of the house. They updated everything. And somebody went in, looked at it, and, uh, and they fell in love with it. So it, it does eliminate a small percentage of the buyer pool. There's no doubt. So if it's, and if it's a, 
if it's a, a buyer's market, then you will have a tougher time depending on the market uh, stability. That leads me into uh, the next issue. What things or issues will lower a home's value? I have a list of things that uh, could possibly lower the value, and I'll, I'll uh, you know read each one, and then you give me your take on whether or not it is you know a, a big factor or not. And one of them is uh, the home's proximity to power lines. Obviously, you know they're in they're they're unattractive, and they may make people a little worried about the adverse health effects, whether they're proven or not. How does the proximity to power lines impact a home's value? Yeah, this is a big one. Um, does it impact the value? No, I, I, I wouldn't say it significantly impacts the value. I would say it's very similar to living on a busy street. You know, there, there are some people who, who will never live on, on in a house that, that backs onto power lines, even though usually power lines are, are, are green space. But there's, there are other people who, who, who love it and, and would, would prefer to have no rear neighbors and, and to, to have the power lines. But very similar to a house on, on a busy street, it, you, you will eliminate a, a small fraction or percentage of your, your buyer pool. But, but ultimately, um, it, it's not going to be a big deterrent for, for most people. I, I'm not a big fan of, especially if you have a, a tower right behind your house. Like, the, you know how they have those uh, yep. big towers? That this, where they connect the, the lines from, from tower to tower. Um, but that feels right. Uh, you do eliminate a little bit uh, of a buyer pool uh, because of the power lines, but they, they do sell. They do. The uh, proximity to train tracks. Everyone wants to be near a commuter rail line, whether it's a go station or maybe, maybe one day an LRT line in Hamilton. What does the proximity to train tra- tracks do to the value of a home? Yeah, I... I <laughs> This doesn't come up that often when 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 it comes to uh, us selling homes, just because our, our our train lines are not that busy coming through uh, Hamilton through Niagara. But the only time it comes in, into question is when you're directly backing onto the tracks and and you can feel the vibration and and the uh, the rumble of of the train going by through your house. But but other than that, it, from my experience, we we don't see it come up as often, um, and and it, it doesn't seem to be a big deterrent for for people but uh but yeah so, some people some people will question it but right now when you've got uh via rail and the go train they're swishing through uh um on, on the track so you really don't hear them you just it, it very because it, it they're not carrying heavy loads uh, so when people when people do know there's tracks nearby they do want to know uh how often the train does go by and i, I remember uh, uh years ago i used to live um i i wasn't backing onto the tracks, but I, I lived across the street from the tracks. And Rick, and I'll tell you something, these guys are blowing their horns going through in the middle of the night on, you know how they, every intersection, they were yep. uh, blowing their horns. <laughs> like it, it was, it was insane. Like, like it, you would hear this train blowing and people would complain. Finally, they, 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 the, they made them stop doing that because they're waking up the whole city or town. And uh, so anyway, but that's a, that's a factor, and that that's when when the train uh, heavy trains are coming through more often. But but uh, but we're not seeing that as much, maybe because I don't live near a, a train tracks. But people do question train tracks near your home. There's no doubt about it. It's, it's a little bit of a factor some t- for some people. Still with uh, transportation, the proximity to a highway we have uh, here in in town uh, the 403, the QEW, the Link, the Red Hill, the four kind of main highway. Uh, touch points for commuters in this uh, city. It's, it's great to be near one, but to be right next to one, what kind of impact does that have? Yeah, highways are loud. Highways are loud. Um, 
this is this is you know a, a main factor. People always want to live near them. Uh, that people always want to have close access to them, but but people don't want to live right on them. And and when you're on one of those you know those 400 series highways, it, it it's loud. The hum is is loud, and um you know that that you know a lot of the time when somebody comes and and they love everything about the house, they'll show up to the property and they'll stand in the backyard, and and, and sometimes it's loud enough that you're 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 yelling to have a conversation with the person right next to you. Um, and, and this, this seems to be a little bit of a deterrent, but, but, but once again, I, I wouldn't say it's, it's a massive, um, you know, sale price value decrease due to the highway. I, 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 if you compare that house with the house that in the same neighborhood, the furthest away from the highway, there wouldn't be a big dis- uh, discrepancy in regards to the pricing. So, but, but, you know, from that, that, that seems to be one of the biggest negative feedbacks that we get um, for, for properties that are, you know, located along the Red Hill or the Link or the QEW or the 403 is, is it, it's too loud uh, living close to the highway. Oh, yeah. Sometimes um, the best time to sell those uh, houses that uh, back onto uh, the highway that's very loud in the backyard is in the wintertime because nobody stands outside and, and, and uh, for a long time so so if you have so if you have a house and uh you live on uh you live you back onto the highway very close and it's loud uh just uh wait till uh probably february uh to put your house up for sale or january february because people you know just walk around and want to go back inside but in the summertime people are going to stand outside in the backyard listening for that and and, and it and it is a bit of a factor there's no doubt about it it's, uh and i and i, I recall uh, uh this one house that when we were in the backyard, it was Rick. You could not hear each other talk, and that's how uh, we were that close to the to the highway. And and there was no doubt that you know it, it. You have to show that house quite a few times before you find the right buyer that doesn't care about being in the backyard. It's a great tip about selling your house uh, in February if it backs onto a highway, and that uh, comes from an experienced realtor, a first time realtor, or one that sells part time. Wouldn't necessarily think of that. So hats off on that one. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio on the line once again today. Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Gartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online or robgolfie.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. We're talking about some of the things that lower a home's value. And here's one for you. I'm not sure how many times you've encountered this when trying to sell a house, but the hoarders next door. So your neighbors obviously matter when it comes to the price of your home. And if your neighbors appear to be hoarders, buyers may be a little more likely to look somewhere else. Yes, big time. We have we have that one on uh, in Beamsville. We won't say the address. Uh, we have, <laughs> now everyone's uh, going to be driving uh, around Beamsville looking over. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for a house for sale. We had one. We had one that uh, uh, a beautiful house was uh, built on a, a nice property, but uh, the neighbors, um, I, I don't know if they were hoarders. They, they were a bit of hoarders and junk. They, they they just kept everything. And it was you know they they probably had like I don't know five acres. And, and a lot of times uh, when you're a true old farmer, they they're used <laughs> to seeing uh, like an old beat up. A tractor that hasn't run in 20 years in the one corner and junk there. So we, we did have a little bit of an issue um, of, of people wanting to buy this, uh, this, this house. It was a gorgeous house. And uh, like, and, and, be, and it was because of the neighbors. And, and my suggestion was, I knew they were going to sell this year. I, I suggested that they would plant a lot of like big pine trees uh, all along the property line. So, so people can see that they would eventually grow and you wouldn't be, be able to see that. 
So that was a little bit of an issue. We had a lot of people come through there, and, and the number one issue was the, uh, the neighbor uh, uh, was a, a collector of junk. And, uh, and, but anyway, we, we got it sold, and uh, they, got, they were really happy with the price of what we got. And uh, hopefully uh, that neighbor, that farmer, eventually moves, and uh, there's no more junk there one day down yeah, the road. Yeah, it, it does affect the value of the home. There, there's so many times where I'll walk into a, a home evaluation, and, and one of the questions will be, you know, does the house beside, is the house beside me going to affect mine? And, and oftentimes I'm going to say, yeah, you know, it, it will. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a deterrent for some people to not want to live beside a, a neighbor like that. So in some instances, I've, I've seen neighbors, you know, even if it's just overgrown landscaping, I've seen neighbors go and, and ask their neighbor's permission to, to clean up their property to be able to look at, make it look more presentable. But in, in, in the worst cases, uh, you, you see some, some, you know, some hoarders where there's the old bathtub and the old toilet sitting on the front lawn and, and things like that. And it's just not a good selling presence for, uh, for homes on the market. Uh, this is an interesting one. Unusual upgrades. So while a messy neighbor can obviously cause some problems, so can changes you can make that are uncharacteristic for your neighborhood. Uh, which includes elaborate landscaping, large fountains, and exotic gardens. <laughs> I've seen somebody paint their house uh, a really bad yellow, and I don't know if they were doing that to upset the neighbor on purpose. <laughs> but I mean, uh, it, they they basically painted their house so like it was just an uh, like a really bad, ugly uh, yellow, uh, Rick. And and I think I think there was uh, a bit of a um, a problem with the, with the two neighbors fighting with each other. And so the one neighbor says, Hey, I don't care what my house looks like. You, and uh, I'm going to paint my house this color and you're going to have to uh, look at it every day as you're pulling into this uh, neighborhood. And, and it was like that for about a good two, two to four years or something like that. And, uh, and we kind of knew there was kind of a squabble going on between the neighbors, but, but eventually I think uh, the one guy eventually painted the house back to a normal color. So he obviously had a lot of extra money that he could waste. Yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, you know, the elaborate landscaping, you know, all across the front yard with the, you know, the lions and the, the steps and the, the concrete, it, it, sometimes it, it's a little too much, but, um, and, and what, what gets worse is, is when they don't take care of it and it, it doesn't look good anymore. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, there, we, we've seen some, some very unusual upgrades, um, from, from, you know, basement pools to hot tubs inside the, oh, the, the living room to what, whatever, but. You know, we're, we're never we're never surprised anymore at this point. But but yeah, it, it uh, they can have an effect on the on the property's value for sure. We're chatting about uh, what things uh, lower uh, or impact a home's value, and we talked about uh, highway noise and some train noise, but uh, other noise pollution, if you will, a loud factory living in an industrial area, or even airplanes flying overhead. Do all these have uh, effects? Absolutely. So I'll give you a perfect example in Hamilton. Uh, Stelco was looking at buying property uh, and they went to everybody on the street and they said, Hey, listen, uh, we want to buy uh, property and everything. So most of the people said yes, but there was always one stubborn person that said no. Now that guy's value of his property was good. And Stelco was, re- uh, was willing to give him more, more than market value. Yeah. Yeah. Because they know they had to relocate and everything, but he stuck around. Everybody else sold. Guess what? His property value just plummeted and, uh, and plummeted. Now, another example I'll give you that everybody would probably know, especially in the West End, Fortino's in, on Dundurn. They, they bought up all the properties on, you know, you know the 14, Fortino's Plaza there yep, yep. on Dundurn, Rick? 
Remember there was that one little house that, that was still in that, it was like part of the parking lot? Yes. Yes. Well, it's not there anymore. So obviously that guy held out. He wasn't selling to them, but his property basically was not worth, like he probably would have got 200000 for it. This is like 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so now today, if his property is still there, I don't know what. I remember that. Yeah. His when, property, he would barely get $20,000 for that because Fortino says, hey, we don't want it anymore. It's not part of our, it, it, we're used to you, you being there and we don't need it anymore. So he eventually did sell. So he must have sold to Fortino's. Uh, or whoever owns the plaza there, and I guarantee you he got ten cents on the dollar when when he ended up selling, and probably the estate ended up selling it. And then wow. Fortino said, "Okay, hey, we'll give you ten thousand dollars." And it just turned into a couple parking spaces. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And because uh, there was no way anybody was going to buy that property, because uh, there's only one way in. It to, there's that's only a one way street area there, one way in and one way there's out. There's one in Grimsby like that. Uh, the, I, the, the, the near Lipton Horton. Oh yes, I, I, I right right. into the Tim Hortons. He right. should have sold it. He's got no backyard. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, he, he, it's like it looks like it's located right in the Tim Hortons parking lot. <laughs> Let me jump in. We're talking about what things or issues will lower a home's value. We've got a few more that we're going to get to when we come back after the break here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program, unless otherwise identified. The guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. In studio, on the line once again, is Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. Like them on Facebook. Call them whether you're buying or selling. 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. If you have a question for the Golfie team or a topic I idea for a future show, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com, and download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Still to come, another reminder on how you can get your dog involved in the Golfie team's 2020 Bark Madness Contest. We talked about it last week. We've got to mention it again today, so stay tuned for that. But we're continuing our discussion on what things or issues will lower or impact a home's value. And we talked about, you talked about that yellow house a little while ago, color and interior design. So obviously the more unusual the color choice outside, that might fend off some potential buyers. But what about inside color as well as Homes with a lot of wallpaper, I understand, are significantly harder to sell. Is that true? Yeah. It's, uh, uh, it, you know what? In the old days, you know the the plaster and lath uh, uh, houses that uh, were built in the uh, early 1900s, a lot of those walls have wallpaper. And it, basically, the wallpaper is holding up the wall, to tell you the truth, because <laughs> that plaster and lath is, is, is starting to crack and fall apart. But it, it becomes a, it, it's such a big big job just to remove the wallpaper. Uh, even the houses that were built in the, in the 60s and 70s with uh, plaster construction, 
Um, and it just depends if the if the guy that put the wallpaper up did the sizing, uh, you know, put the right material to you know so that you can easily peel it off. But uh, but the, it 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 does become a pro- it does it does hurt a little bit of the uh, the value because then people know they have to do some work to get that off. What about? Been, go ahead, Phil. Yeah, I was going to say you know it's it's a massive problem right now. A lot of people will, will try and paint over it, uh, paint over the wallpaper, or or you know usually what they'll do is they'll just cover cover it up with another layer of wallpaper. But what we've seen a lot is is people using three eighths. Uh, of a inch of a, a piece of drywall and they'll drywall right over top of it and uh and then and then tape it and, and then paint the walls which which you know is is a great you know an effective way to to cover it up and that's what we've seen a lot of people do yeah a little pricier but obviously a lot less painstaking and in, in, as opposed to you know ripping off that wallpaper that if it's been on that wall and who knows how many layers have been on that wall over the last number of years, it might be just easier to uh, drywall over it and, and paint it that way. Uh, we talked about hoarders and, and, and neighbors who hoard. What about noisy neighbors? And and this might be a little harder to uh, investigate because they may not be noisy when you're checking out a house. How important is it to um, talk to other neighbors in the neighborhood? Absolutely. What if the neighbor has a barking dog that doesn't stop? I mean, uh, uh, it depends on the, uh, like, you know, like what's our bylaw? I don't think we can have loud music at any given time, depending on the neighbors, what they say. But, um, you know, maybe you have neighbors that like to party, uh, they're, they're, and it's just maybe loud just because they have a lot of people, not, not because of music, barking dog, uh, or, or the guy's running a little business in his backyard. He's, you know, he's, you know, doing, a uh, what do you call it? Uh, forging or machine shop work. And he's just hammering away. Um, or, you know, or a guy wants to cut his lawn for three hours every single day of the week, who knows? <laughs> but yeah, you, you don't know. You don't know. It, it is good to always, always knock on the neighbor's doors across the street and a couple neighbors over, um, even they, they, they'll tell you everything. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, you learn a little bit about the neighborhood with the neighbors, uh, whether, you know, it's good or bad, you got to take it with a grain of salt. You can't take the neighbor's, uh, uh, information too seriously. You just, you have to, you know, see what they're up to because you don't know if they get along or not. Right. And uh, sometimes neighbors don't want that guy to sell because he doesn't want him to get good money or he does want him to sell and say, get yeah. him out of here. So <laughs> it can go either way. So you got to take it with a grain of salt when you talk to neighbors. Yeah. We got 90 seconds left in this uh, um, segment. Uh, billboards near a home. Studies have shown that the proximity, uh, proximity to a billboard can lower a home's value. The closer the billboard, the more negative impact it has on the price of a home. My guess is your home value is going to skyrocket if it's near a golfie gets its sold billboard. <laughs> yeah. But uh, billboards in general, is it good or bad? Well, you know what? If it's my billboard, I think it will increase the uh, value. <laughs> get to see your face every day. <laughs> That's it. So they'll look at that. So um, I, you know what? It just depends on uh, it, it, that goes along again with the you know the trains and everything. If you want to like see a, a billboard, like uh, like it, you know, when you're pulling out of your driveway and there's a billboard right across the street. Yeah, I could I could see people, you know, not really liking that. And but I doubt there in a, on like Mohawk Road, Fennel and and the busy streets and stuff and if you live on that street, yeah, there's a high probability you're going to have a billboard either across the street from you or, or around around your house. So it 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 uh it just depends on the whole dynamics of 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 the neighborhood and 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 the street you're on. Yeah, and we also have those digital billboards now and if you live close to them, it could be a little bright especially at night. When we come back, we're going to jump into a home evaluation 
uh, or a home appraisal. What's the difference? Are they the same? We'll tackle that when we come back here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpman Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them at 905-575-7700 or go online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Remember, Golfie gets it sold. If you have a question for the Golfie clan, you can send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. And check them out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The handle is at Rob Golfie. Home evaluation and a home appraisal. Um, what's the difference between the two? Well, the difference is a home evaluation, usually a realtor will give you a home evaluation. And what they're doing is they're giving you an opinion of what a willing buyer is willing to pay. So we are, we are estimating a, pri- a, a price of the future. Now, an appraiser estimates the price of the past. So there's always a, a bit of a difference. And um, and a lot of people, they, they say, oh, appraisers are always low and low. They're, they're basing their price on what has happened. And we're basing our prices what's going to happen uh, as realtors. So that's, there, there's that aspect of it. And, uh, and if it's a stagnant market, like if the market's just stagnant, then an appraisal is probably you know, pretty, pretty close to accuracy when it comes to uh, the, the value of the property. The, one of the main differences is, is they have two different reasons as to two different values. For example, an appraisal usually results from, from a bank or um, a refinance or, or things of that nature. And then, and then a home evaluation is, is a market value for an upcoming sale. So well, the reason somebody would, would get an appraisal would be for you know, a marital divorce or refinance or, or pulling equity out or, or, or what have you. And then, and then a home evaluation would be somebody who, who would be thinking about selling their home. And, and when the appraisal uh, report comes through, you've got to understand that they, they're often giving it back to the bank. The bank doesn't want the risk of, of uh, lending to an overvalued home. And that's why they're usually a little bit less than what, what a home evaluation was, where a home evaluation is trying to push the market to get the most money for, for that property. That makes a lot of sense. We talked about uh, the statistics in Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara earlier on in the show in the month of August, which show that sales are skyrocketing, the prices jumped. Uh, There there was a story out of London not too long ago in which uh, first-time homebuyers have been priced out of that market because the price of an average home in London had climbed nearly 20% since the same time last year, remarkably uh, during the pandemic. Uh, Are you seeing a lot of first-time homebuyers? Have they been priced out of this market? Yeah, they're starting to get priced out of the market, uh, and, and it's becoming tougher. And it, it's frustrating for uh, uh, families and parents that want their children to buy a house, and because they want them to get into the market. And uh, it is, and 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 they're they're going to have to settle for something less that maybe needs you know a lot of work. It's like buying a, a car that's ten years old. You're always going to need it, you know, to go in and fix the fix different things in the car. And it's the same thing with an older house. They're going to have to always, you know you know, do repairs and, 
you know, basements leaking and stuff like that. So it, it, it is tough and, it, and, but they know they have to get in and they know they'll build equity once they own a house, but, but it is a, a frustrating uh, situation between the, the parents and the kids that are buying yeah, I can imagine. Uh, one last call to enter the Golfy Team's 2020 Bark Madness Contest. Uh, tell our listeners once again what's uh, what's on the line. Yeah, this is the last weekend you can enter. So um, we we have two big corporate sponsors, um, Rent Pet Depot and Big Country Raw. Rent Pet Depot is, is supplying a $500 shopping spree, and Big Country Raw is supplying free food for an entire year. So we, we cannot thank them enough. Um, if you're interested, you could you can go to our Facebook page or go to golfycontest.com and submit a picture of your dog, and it will be submitted to a Facebook album. We'll be announcing the winner um, on National Dog Day, which is next week, August 25th, or sorry, this coming week, August 25th. And, uh, and and we'll make sure that we, we'll, we'll let everybody know who the winner is. I saw a video that, uh, Rob, you did with Reggie, the dog. Uh, who, whose dog <laughs> is Reggie? Daniel's dog. Da- Daniel's dog. Oh, My okay. son Daniel, yeah. He's... Did you see the bloopers of it? No, I did not. No, there's a blooper reel. Oh. Yeah, there's a blooper part of it, too. You'll laugh at that one. So are, are the bloopers more associated with Reggie or you? Uh, I think a combination of uh, us <laughs> being frustrated. <laughs> and, and why is it important for you guys to have a contest like this? You know what? We, we're dog lovers. Uh, we, we, we love pets. They do a lot for, uh, for people. And uh, we just, uh, you know, just something to do. And, it, and it's, it's been good. It's been really good. You know, people, people, love, people love their pets. And they love and they want to show their pictures of their, of their dog. And uh, they want to show off their, their, their kid, I guess they would say. And it's a great way to do so, and it's a great uh, couple of prizes that you're going to win from Wren's Pets Depot and uh, Big Country Raw. Golfycontest.com is the website to go to, or go to the Rob Golfie Facebook page to enter. Gentlemen, another fine program once again. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, and we will see you back here next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.